Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Undying Light. I am your host, Alex. And as the usual has become, I am joined by another amazing guest on our series for the attributes. So as you all know, um, I've been blessed to know quite a few amazing people, and they have all been so gracious to uh, join me on this quest to... Um, kind of unpack this series. It's something that uh, has been um, on my heart to not just take you through the journey as uh, me regurgitating my um, my perspective, but to get other people and um, you know talk about their attribute their and why they picked it and see how it plays out in their life, see how it plays out in scripture, and then you know how can we kind of relate that to real life. So that has been um, a lot of fun. And so by the time this episode airs, uh, there will be, um, I, I think this is like the fifth week, I think, of continual guests that I've had on the show. So um, I think I have only one solo episode left in the series, and then um, we will wrap it up with a guest, and then we will do um, jump into the eschatology. So very much exciting, very, very exciting. So, uh, not to keep my guest in the dark anymore, I'm going to let him introduce himself. He's been on my show before, and so you all are very familiar with him. Anthony, yeah, it's to the people. It's me. It's Anthony from, uh, I run Speak Gospel Truth on Instagram, so it's awesome again, again. to be uh, part, of a, part of your um, Undying Light episodes. It's awesome. Yeah, and... You know, it's it's a it's a huge blessing to have you on my show, um, as is with all of my guests. And I I have chatted with them offline so many times about how thankful I am for them. Um, by the time this episode airs, uh, we will have Jason from Daily Ref come on. We will have um, Katie, the uh, I can never say it right, the the Brianimal Millennial. Yeah. Never, 
Yeah, I can never say her Instagram name right, so she can give me flack later. Sorry, Katie. <laughs> We've had uh, Emma and Courtney. Um, I've had uh, Z and um, Hasty will be on an episode. Leanne's joining me for an episode of The Faithful Defender. So I have had a lot of people join me on this. And... So it's been a really good ride so far, and uh, they've brought an amazing amount of work to the table to um, really move this series right along in the right direction. So as is the norm, uh, we keep this under 45 minutes. This particular topic, I know, uh, is one that we could be talking about for hours and days. And uh, (laughs) I know you've got some some things about it uh, and I know where the direction of this may go. Um, So I'm kind of anxious to see how we play this out. So um, without further ado, what is the attribute that you chose? I chose uh, love. I thought uh, it's extremely, uh, I think it's a deep attribute that I think, uh, some people look at you know obviously they look at it differently um i wanted to kind of take a potentially oh well, i'm excited excited to hear what you had to say about um the attribute of love and 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 hopefully learn a ton from it but um the uh and it's the attribute of love could go on like we were saying i mean go on for days it's so yeah. as i started studying this um i was like wow i I should have, maybe I should have picked another one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's not an easy topic because here's the thing with love. It's, we, we have two perspectives of it, right? We have the secular view and then we have the gospel view. And Mm so, uh, we're going to take a look at a few of these pieces. Um, but I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I, I know one of your angles was what the attribute of love is not. And and by that means is how do we as Christians face this attribute in the wrong manner? Right. So that was, yeah, that was, <laughs> I, I, like I said, I was, uh, as I was unpacking it, I kind of, uh, um, it's so vast and I started kind of looking, um, at it not differently, but the different aspects of love. And that's cl- clearly one of them of, you know, what, what, um, you know, the idea that, um, you know, God is love, just this general simplistic term that people throw around. God is love. I mean, there's songs written about it. I think, you know, back in the day, Lenny Kravitz wrote a song, God is love, you know, and mm-hmm. again, and, and, and people were taking it from a very, you know, the, um, this, the secular, manner that God is, um, you know, the universal thought of God, that the same God, the God of, that we worship, that, that is the true God is the same God for the Muslims, for the Hindus. Um, so that idea is kind of what I wanted to touch on with you, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and have you dig a little bit deeper on that because I think, um, you know, yes, clearly God is love. Um, but it's, 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 it's much more than this human love that we call love. Right. Yeah. So 
there's the um, the secular view, and love is generally a an emotion expressed between two people, um, and uh, so for all you people out there listening, we're gonna we might dig into some topics that uh, very young ears shouldn't listen to. Um, <laughs> we won't get graphed by any means, but there were you know just a as a prelude because there's some topics that love pertains to and uh can get uh for some christians maybe a little uneasy i don't know but uh so in the secular world um love is generally expressed through a physical contact or sex and you um that that's just kind of the way they do it and they claim there's the emotion there the you know the, the backing to it um or you can say uh you know dedication or obedience even to your spouse uh through you know marriage is another sign of love um but uh it's love is a much deeper type of just sur- than just surface level you know it's it's much deeper than just physical contact or you know a sexual encounter it's much deeper than even being obedient to your spouse for you know your life it's you know from a christian perspective it's being sacrificial to your spouse and it's living a life that um, shows that you are not the center of the universe (laughs) or the world or even your own household and uh, we can get into that. Um, I mean, there's plenty of ways to show that. But I think the there's this disconnect between what the secular world states love is and what uh, Scripture says love is and how the Christian should view love. It's much deeper than just a one-night stand or, you know, you know these short Hollywood, you know, marriages that happen. Yeah, they, um, I think the mistake is uh, so many times people try to put God into, you know, our human terms, because that's all we know. That's, that's our language, right? And, um, you know, so we use this, we throw this word around God is love. And, um, you know, it's, it's so much deeper when you start digging into scripture and, um, you know, with with respect to this particular attribute, um, because God is the source of all goodness, right? Yes. And, um, you know, He makes the sunrise, right? Matthew five forty five. Yep. On the on the evil, and on the good. So that kind of, you know, I'd love to touch on right now. So we're moving from the secular to, you know, there's I think there there is absolutely scripture points this out this yeah god loves all people he loves the sinner and this is this is a love that i've heard you talk about it um it's common grace right yep so um you know he loves sinners who are not worthy of it not worthy of his love and i think that when you start breaking down this love attribute yeah, God is absolutely love. He he loves all, um, all things. 
he gives the world um, the sun, the moon, the wind, the seasons, and that covers everybody. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, and then I think what we also have to understand too, and 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 we'll save this for a little bit later in the show, is we have to know all of the the attributes that make up you know god so as, as i've said early on in the season in the series and throughout especially with my other guests you know this isn't just a single attribute that's all-encompassing it's an attribute that fits into this puzzle of all of these other attributes they're all equal size you know they're all weighed the same god can't be more love than he is just and he can't be more just than he is love and you know we've talked about that on some prior episodes and so there has there's a scale that's weighed and it's weighed equally with all of his attributes so love is just the next piece in this puzzle mm-hmm. that kind of just slides nicely in there and it talks about you know what god has really done for creation right you can see love in genesis 1:1 you know in the beginning god created God didn't have to do anything. God was self-sufficient and perfect in his being with God the Son, God the Father, and God the Holy Spirit. And so the Trinity was in perfect unison at even before creation. And so we see this magnificent display of love in Genesis mm-hmm. 1-1. We see this magnificent display of love when God decides to withhold his wrath from Adam at the fall and instead clothe them with the first sacrificial animal and then give a promise in Genesis 3.15 that there will be a savior, there will be redemption for them. And, and then from there, it's just a continual stream of God pouring out his love in his mercy and, and even in his wrath. You know, you oh, see yeah. love. You see love in God's wrath because chastisement for God's people, correction, uh, brings us into right thinking with God. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're spot on there. I mean, God warning man, sinful men, of the judgment to come, and not wishing for anybody to perish. Right. I mean, yep. that's love, right there. I, you know, He's warning. He's given. Um, he's given a way out of sin through his son who bore our sin, you know, who took on all, all of our sins that, I mean, you know, the, the compassion right there. Um, and, and what we're kind of talking about, I kind of feel like, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about common grace, right? So mm-hmm. there's, there is, um, there's this, gr- there's this love that God has for, for everybody, for the world, sinners, right? And mm-hmm. but wouldn't you agree that there is there's a limit to the love that he shows those that do not belong to Christ? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. And right. That's evidenced in Scripture, and I think it's evidenced in in the world today. Mm-hmm. And it, and here's the thing: people who are not Christians, and people who are even maybe lukewarm Christians, uh, have trouble dealing with this because they want to think that God would never do anything that would harm people. But yet they forget the accounts of the flood. They forget the accounts of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
they forget accounts of where God allowed Israel to be overran by all these neighboring nations. Mm -hmm. Babylon captivity for 400 years, anybody? Hmm. Come on now. Yeah. Slavery, death, beating. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, God allowed um, judges and kings to rule over when they were even... um, Ruthful and you know did everything in uh, that God hated. God allowed it because He knew you know because His people had turned from Him, and so He just allowed His wrath to be poured out. Yeah, yeah. I I think with with respect to the um, this idea of um, again God's God God is very patient, and we know this. And you just explained how He's patient through. Um, you know, through just, you know, centuries of just disobedience. But again, there he's exhibiting his, he's not fully pulling out, uh, pouring out his wrath on, on sinful man. But, you know, God's love at some point with the second coming of Christ will end. And that patience, that love, that, you know, you want to call it a limited type of love that he has for uh, the world who who are not who don't belong to Christ, it it will turn from you know love slash patience to wrath for yep. all those who who chose to reject the true God. Yeah, and you can see it, and like I said, in the world, even evidence today. And we we just did a drive by episode uh, as before we recorded this one. Um, so that'll actually come out probably a month before this episode. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> but we talked about, um, you know, all the riots going on around the U S and so th- we're recording this, uh, the 29th of May. And so you know, we talked about it on that episode, so go check it out. But, you know, we, we see the, you know, how you might not think that God isn't behind it, but all things are orchestrated by God. And so, if mm-hmm. God's not sovereign over these riots and these, and these, uh, you know, these people being left to their own demise and their own sinful nature, as we discussed on that show, then we don't serve a sovereign God, one who is just and holy and loving. And you know, we've got cities burning. You know, I, I'm seeing reports all over from people saying, you know, Seattle's now being destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta. Um, I, I mean, the list just goes on Chicago even, and it's troubling and concerning when the ungodly uprise and become destructive. And we kind of see that, you know, um, I, I forget the passage, but, uh, it's in the new Testament that, uh, you know, the, the last days will be like the days of Noah. Mm-hmm. And I think, and again, we're going to study a lot of that in the eschatology series, but it, it really has this like view of, you know, people are, are, you know, you've got the magnification on the sexual revolution. You know, we kill our babies freely through abortion. Mm-hmm. We riot, pillage and plunder our cities because we're angry over a, a simple injustice. And, and then we set back and say, well, where's God in all of this? Why isn't God here taking care of this? Well, God is definitely taking care of it. He's allowing you to be as sinful as you possibly can be in this moment. 
He's withholding. And you know the thing is, and I even mean, then, he's withholding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're simply we're in a we're in a fallen world. Yeah, and we are uh, sinners by nature, depraved with in our hearts. You know, it lives and lurks and. We talked about this in in this in this drive-by about a regenerated heart. You know, it, yep. that's change. That is that's the only way change is going to happen. And you know, with with respect to God, doesn't want one single person to perish. So the fact that He's withholding this wrath as th- these types of things unfold, how we're just we just give in to our, you know, our anger, our lust, or what have you, and we see that unfolding. And like you said t- tonight, you know, He. You know, his his love that he doesn't want anybody to perish and to find salvation in and through Christ, you know, that's his that is absolutely what's displayed in, you know, throughout scripture with this um with this limited type of, you know, this this the common grace, I should say. So, you know, but it, it, in essence it becomes a there's a there's a time limit to his patience, to his love for those that are not in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so then we start looking at God's love, and I'm probably jumping all around, and um, I apologize. But then no. you start, then you start thinking about God. What does His unlimited love, this never-ending love, look like for those that belong to Christ? So it's, yeah. you know, it's these, you know, and, and and His love goes way deeper. But I was just kind of breaking it out, you know, with these two, uh, these two categories, if if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, even for the Christian, I think many of them have a big misconception of what God's love is. And and I think that's troubling because, again, I, you know, I, I want to make sure we, we, t- we tackle the modern Christian view of love mm-hmm. at some point in this episode. Let's do it now. Right, let's do it now. <laughs> let's do it now. You're, so, you're spot I'm, on, right? So I'm going to read this text. Uh, it's John, John 4, 7 through 11. John writes, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and, who know, and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his only son to be the propitiation of, for our sins, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. I, I do apologize. It is First John, chapter four, verses seven through eleven. Not just regular, not just John. Same person who wrote it. Different book, <laughs> or different letter. I yeah, should I was say. Following along, I was like, wait a minute, Samaria. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but it's the same language that he uses in his gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a there's four words in this, maybe three words that are highly taken out of context and manipulated and abused by the Christian communities today, and that is these words: God is love. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Apostle John said God is love. That is a hundred percent true, biblical. You can put a stamp on it and mail it to me. It is true. What's not true is the the way. A lot of these Christian sects have been opening or pushing or developing into around this idea that God is only love. And 
there's this big misconception that when we view God, that he would never allow anything bad to happen. I mean, that includes uh, illnesses. Um, that includes poverty, um, a tough life, a, the, a bad parking space when I go to the mall. That we have in this American culture that God is just going to deliver me this you know, five-bedroom house with the white picket fence, and I'm going to have this job that pays a ton of money, and I'm not going to have to put in a lot of work or effort into it. I mean, that's what some of these people are, are so delusional about. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, I was just saying, if you don't believe me, then you can watch American Gospel, the first one. And uh, I can't think of uh, the couple that's in there, but they were um, both into the prosperity gospel. And then uh, his wife gets very sick and... Um, I will, I will do the, I'll put their stuff in the, in the show notes because she has a GoFundMe page and I've given money to them. And, uh, and so I would encourage you to as well. She's uh, got, uh, all, all the updates for everything and, and her health condition are on there, but they realized that they're not going to get, you know, like that maybe this is God's plan and, you know, instead of receiving healing that she would go through this terrible time in her life and face all of these illnesses and all these struggles. And so they quickly started to dig into scripture and realized that the prosperity gospel and the wealth and health gospels uh, don't actually deliver their promises. Yeah, there, I mean, there's nowhere in scripture that talks about that God's love is defined that by, hey, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to prevent, you know, uh, things from happening to you whatsoever, you know, the, because we're talking about a, uh, again, the time and space we're bound by this, this time in this space currently. Right. Yep. And, and why do good things, why do bad things happen to good people? Um, because we live in a fallen world and that's yeah. just, the, that's the bottom line. Nope. Nobody's going to escape death. You know, and it's 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 a reality. So the idea that you can join a church, you you know, you can go to an altar call and they're going to heal you. It just again, it's 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 not in scripture. They they take these these things out of context and and they you know they kind of they they put it all together as that's you know God loves so he's he's going to heal me. He's you know sure. I mean, you pray for healing, you know, um, and, and, and to me, that's a very personal thing. I, I feel that if you're going to, if you're going through something and you, you, you reach out to, to people that are close to you and you ask for prayer, but it's always, you know, what is God's will? So, you know, so what happens when your mother isn't healed? Yeah. So does that mean God loved you less? He loved your mother less? And you know, I'm speaking from experience here. I know I've shared with some of you people, some people that I've talked to, uh, you know, about my personal experience. And, you know, no, not at all. Certainly he was he was gracious and, and merciful in during her time of sickness. And and that was showing love with, you know, her 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 outlook, you know, how many years they gave her to live. Yeah. So so her passing away doesn't define God's love at all. 
if if anything, you know, the the fact that she was in Christ and she was given that as a free gift and her being in heaven, that's love. I mean, talk about deep. We're talking eternal. That's an eternal love. God's yep. going to love her for eternity. Yep. So and I was uh you know going through some scripture here and, and I'll get to this this piece here in a minute, but you know, I think the greatest tragedy in modern American Christianity is the over emphasis on his love without right balance to his other attributes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the greatest yeah. tragedies that we face, especially for me going into the pulpit, is how can I preach to a church that God does in fact love you, but there are also other attributes of God that we need to know and understand when it comes to dealing with Scripture. Because there's going to be tough points in Scripture that we have to read through. And there's going to be tough points in life that we have to work through. Life isn't a walk in, you know, in, in, in the flower bed. It's, it's challenging. We all face health issues. You know, uh, my wife's aunt had, uh, was diagnosed with COVID um, a month ago, and a little bit longer maybe. She was, in, uh, she was on a ventilator for like seven or eight days or something. And she's, I think, I'm pretty sure she's 72. And, but this woman is tough as na- as nails. And she, she pulled through and she made a full recovery. Amen. And, uh, but, you know, she's had breast cancer. And she has had um, two husbands die and a boyfriend die under her, in her lifetime. And... Mm-hmm. We had a discussion, and I, and I tell you this straight up, I wasn't prepared for this discussion a, a year ago because uh, it was not in seminary, nor did I have any inkling of how to deal with these. But she asked me, why do the, all of these things kind of, you know, keep, you know, why do these things happen to her? And it was, it was difficult to really, at the time, to relay that. And, you know, it, 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 as I sit and dwell on this, this is the biggest issue because she listens to Joel Osteen from time to time and mm-hmm. she questions why, you know, if he's talking about all this happy and all this prosperity and all, you know, why isn't she not, why is she not experiencing it? Yeah, that's the danger. Uh, it's, it's a complete letdown. What the Joel Osteens, the Todd White's. Um, sorry, I'm naming names, um, but I'm not sorry because no, fire away. <laughs> because that's the reality. You know, they're promising something on God's behalf, and and who are they to do that? You know, again, where we get the word is is in Scripture, yep. and you know, you got to be real, you got to be real careful. I mean, you know, there's, you know, it's just it's true. I mean, God speaks to us via his word not in it not in a secret whisper not in the hidden closet you know because then everything becomes it just becomes a very it's, it's just subjective you know yes. well i had a special word man 
You know, yep. I, yep. okay. Well, so your special word is more important than my special word and whose word is right. And it's, I mean, it just, everything starts to unravel because why? Because man is flawed and we won't get it right. We don't get it right. Yep. And that's why we have scripture. So that whole thing, Joel Olstein, Todd White, all those guys, the hens, Benny Hen, uh, it's just, it's, it's false. It's absolutely, it's absolutely false. Yep. And, you know, it, it, what really bugs me about this whole thing, and like I said it before, it's just, it keeps coming out to the fact that they, they deliver these promises that they can never fulfill. They might be able to fulfill them themselves because they're worth millions of dollars. But, he, again, another great tragedy to modern Christianity, and this isn't just in America, this is all over the world. You know, look at the wealth that your pastor carries. Is he a wealthy man? And I don't mean wealthy by, you know, uh, lives in a, in a decent house and has a decent car and, you know, has, you know, some nice suits that he preaches in. I'm talking like, does he own an airplane? And is he asking you for a second, third, or fourth airplane? Does he have a, you know, 25,000 square foot mansion in one state and then a beachfront house in another? Does he sign regular book deals where he's going to milk millions of dollars? Those are those are troubling questions. Yeah, because they're getting to the root that they exploit scripture for personal gain, and they exploit the ignorant Christian for for their money. Because I mean, how many times can you probably say that you've known or had a conversation with somebody who knows? People who go and, and just eat up the Joel Osteen books and mm. the, um, you know, uh, T.D. Jakes writes a ton of stuff. I'm trying to think. Joyce Meyer's big. Beth Moore. I mean, all of these false teachers, they, they pour out their, you know, prosperity gospel into these garbage books and then people just gobble them up. You know, your best life now. Seriously? The Apostle Paul would vomit at such a thought. Yeah. The idea, it's just, you know, materialistic, uh, this this idea of being materialistic, and um, somehow that defines how rich you are, the cars you drive, you know, that's God showing his love. It's, I mean, it's just so, it's not in Scripture anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, we've talked about this, and I know. Oh, I want to intersect. No, go ahead. It is in Scripture. Are, are you ready for this? I, it just came to my head, and I'm going to steal this quote. You can get all of this promise to you. This can all be yours. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing Satan promised to Jesus in the wilderness. <laughs> Mic drop. Mm. <laughs> yeah. all, right, all right. Sorry to interrupt, but go on. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that's You're spot on. Yeah, I, I guess I guess what just bugs me about it all is that people they just keep filling these stadiums and then then they get so defensive. And here's the other thing too, I I had a, um, a conversation with my in laws about it, and and I love my in laws to death, um, and they've been so great for me and my wife and and me on this walk. But sometimes our theology doesn't always line up the same and they they do tend to occasionally listen to Joel Olstein mm-hmm. and uh they're like well you know he's just so inspirational 
And in a world that's just so dark and gloom, I don't need to be told how sinful I am. Hmm. And, and I think about that. And, and one of the things that seminaries really taught me is if all you do is deliver the law when you're preaching, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So if all I do is tell you how bad you are, I'm doing a bad job of being a preacher. Mm-hmm. It's my job to tell you how bad you are, but then I have to deliver the gospel and tell you that Christ is knew that you were going to be this, and he still went to the cross and died for you. And so yeah, that's, that's that's that the, unique love. Yeah, it's that's that's the love of God is yeah. to free you from those that that bondage of sin. Yeah, I, the unlimited love that Christ has given us is that's the best thing ever, and that's what's not really talked about. Um, you know, with these uh, these pastors, in the sense that. Why does God love those that He calls His own? And and, and again, what is, what does it look like? I mean, what does that absolutely look like? I mean, He's going to love us to a point where we can't comprehend. What what does that look like beyond eternity? God loving us. I mean, you know, what is it? John thirteen one having having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. Right to the end. What does that mean? I mean he's talking about just here and then after. And the focus of God's love is all captured within him sending his only son um, for to die for us sinners, to give us a way out. Yep. Exactly. And I wanted to, to get back to this piece of scripture, because I think this is something that we can hang on, we can cling to, to understand the, just, just to even be, here, here's the other thing too. When I said earlier that I, that Christians today overemphasize his love, that's true. But I also think that real Christians, like true biblical, biblically informed Christians, can't even begin to scrape the bottom to the top of the barrel with the amount and the depth of his love. Yeah. And I think this verse here kind of starts to put this picture together. Galatians 2:20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Right there. I mean that. That really sums it up. I mean, you know, God's love and what He, what He did, for for sinful people who didn't deserve it. Yeah. Who didn't deserve it. I, I mean, that's the that's the whole piece. And I mean, you see it poured out in the Psalms. You see it poured out all in the New Testament. You know, Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in tres- our transgressions. Mm-hmm. It is grace you have been saved. And that, again, I think it, we have to understand that his love is beyond measure and it's beyond comprehension, but it should also be measured 
with and alongside his mercy and his wrath and his just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at God's attributes and, and you're only focusing on love, I mean, you're, you know, you're, and you're only preaching on God, God's love to then support the idea of gain, gain, gain here in this life. You know, you're, you're doing it wrong. I mean, and it's all over scripture. I mean, mm-hmm. John fifteen thirteen, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Again, it, you know, it just all points to Christ. And that is how, and it's threaded, I've said this before, from Genesis to Revelation, it's threaded in and through, uh, through Jesus. And part of that is Jesus summed up the law. He, you know, he is the law. He, I mean... Mm-hmm. So it's it's just everything is attached, and so to unhitch from <laughs> from this or that or the other within Scripture, I mean, you're defining your own gospel to to fuel your own agenda, whatever that you know, whatever that may be, and and that's unfortunate. And, and you see it all again. You see it all over the place with, um, you know, the different the different sects that. Um, I want to focus on, you know, God wants you healed. God, God wants you resurrected. You know, we're going to resurrect this person, resurrect this baby. And, you know, it, it just, we're finite and people are going to get sick and die. And I don't like it any more than the next person. Yeah. The, the difference is, um, I have Christ and that's my hope yep. for eternity. Yep. Yeah, and that's I mean that's that's it, right? It's you know that the love is so extensive that he sent his only son to die for us. His love was so extensive that he called us from from the dead. And not only that, but now you can get into this, you know, conversation on um whether you're dispensational or your covenant and you know did god promise you know to abraham to only save the nation of israel or you know or or did did that plan fail and so he's grafting in the uh, the gentiles the gentiles were always a part of his plan gentiles were never plan b or you know part two or anything they were always a part he just you know he chose the the nation of israel and again all of this that he does signifies his love for us and i i'm just i i marvel at 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 just the depth and and how we just can't even measure like even this short podcast episode isn't even going to be able to scratch the surface of how extensive his love really is. Yeah. You, you actually touched on the, um, on, on Israel. And if you read in Deuteronomy seven, I think it's verses six through 11. Um, I actually have that on my screen. (laughs) Stop it. Really? Yeah. So he chose to love, right? God chose Israel. He loved Israel. And the plan was is to redeem Israel, and mm-hmm. it really lays out. And I, I was reading this uh, seven uh, six through eleven today. The pattern of God, you know God's pattern 
and out of God's will, he chooses to love out of, you know, out of his own will to redeem those he loves, those who he has set apart. And that's, I mean, that's, I can't really wrap my head around that. I mean, from the beginning of time, before mm-hmm. time existed, he, he knew. And, yeah. and in the, you mentioned the Gentiles. So it was always part of his plan. And, and this is the thing about God's, you know, God's, um, you know, his will. We don't, we don't know. And we, tr- and we and we seek we seek to to figure it out every single thing about God and what is His will in everything you know. But the reality of it is, you know, His will is revealed in Scripture, and that's how we know God. And that's that's yep. how we know His will, and that's how we know what God's love looks like in the Word. So go to the Word. Don't go to don't go to Johnson. Uh, shoot, I'm drawing a Bill name. Johnson. Bill Johnson. Bill <laughs> Johnson. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't go to him. You know, go to go to Scripture. Yeah, Stephen Furtick. Stephen Furtick, right? Carl Lentz. I mean, the, yeah. you know these guys that sit down and you know and and they want to they want to create the you know God is hip love and you know and it, it's it's ridiculous. You know, yeah. it. At what point did we lose reverence for mm-hmm. God, a holy God? I mean, I mean, at the birth of Pentecost, uh, the birth of Pentecostals. Is this- <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at the reverence Moses had. Or, it, well, God directed Moses, take off your sandal. This is holy ground. Yeah. Right. I mean, the idea that with uh, Jesus coming, all of a sudden God is, is is a hippie and he's it's about love now, and he's you know that's it. Everything else is done. We're gonna unhitch. From the Old Testament and everything, I mean, it's just it's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's yep. so um, yeah. I just don't know at what point where we've decided to um, just you know God is my buddy. And I heard I just heard today something. Uh, I, we were talking earlier, and you might have seen it in, in a thread. Uh, the guy who wrote the Passion translation, and, and I went and watched this clip, and mm-hmm. he was and he described. Um, he was describing God and, and just the experience. And he was saying, he, he's my zippity doodah. He puts my, he puts the pep in my day or something. And I'm just like, what? Ugh. Western oh. Christianity. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's I not mean, Christianity. No, it's... I mean, yeah. It, it, if you think about it, you know, a, a, the Jewish and, and, and then you have the Muslim, they would never refer to God as the zippity doodah who puts yeah. pep in my never. day. I, and, I, and I'm not saying God is a gloomy God and he's hating this wrath and hell and brimstone. I'm not saying that. But we, man, we just really want to dumb God down to our stupid level straight yeah. up. Yeah. You know, we want to dumb down God. Yep. Yeah. So I, it, it's a little frustrating. It, yeah, you know. I get it. You know, it's almost it's almost tweet worthy that you can just say Western Christianity is the new false religion, because <laughs> I mean, literally everywhere you look, TBN, all these big mega churches, um, even in the mainstream denominational uh, sects, there's massive discord. There's massive false teachings. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the SBC who's focused solely on social justice and uh, interraciality. 
You've got the ELCA and the Lutherans who are super progressive and liberal and everything, all sexes and genders and gays mm-hmm. and uh, are allowed. You've got that same movement happening in the Methodists um, and, and even in the, some of the uh, Baptist circles, you've got some progressive uh, ideologies coming through. And what's their and, mantra? Yeah. God is love. God is love. That's, that's what they're using. God yeah. is love. And, yep. and then with NAR, I mean, think about it. Uh, you know, the guy who did the Passion Translation, it's, he, he, that Passion Translation is just, um, it's not even a translation. I mean, no, it's, it's a it, book it, to be burned. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people want to, you know, they use it as their will be. It's the yeah. cuddle and it's, it's this idea to just kind of dumb everything down. Yep. And make everything soft and not have to hear any hard truths, you know, that God in his word, he's revealing for our, for our own good. So we, so we can learn. So in, in preparation for eternity. Yep. And, uh, so as we get to the end of this, um, we've said it numerous times, all of these attributes can t- be taken, um, into multiple episodes. I mean, we can we can keep talking about God's love for hours. I have like four pages of notes that I haven't even you know I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> you pick off pick off stuff. We yeah. uh, when when I had Z on to record, she she had seven or eight pages of notes, and uh, and I told her ahead of time. I said, you know, do a little research. You know, familiarize yourself with the topic. I said, but uh, you know. A lot of it's going to be very conversational, yeah. and we'll go over the topics, and we'll, uh, but we won't. I mean, I'm not going to make this extremely academic. So I'm like, you don't need to like, I'm like study, familiarize yourself, but don't be, you know, don't prepare like you're going into a test. Right, right. And and, and that's what I really wanted all these episodes to be. And I think so far, uh, we've I've hit that mark on them because my guests have been uh, fantastic, and they've been much better prepared than me and uh we've had great conversations and i think this has been a great conversation about you know his love and what it really isn't and what it really is yeah and you know we can sum it up that western christianity has a con- uh, convoluted idea of his love and it's way too hippie it's way too encompassing in that all people will be saved it's very universalist right it, that's absolutely the way it's going yeah Absolutely. And let me just throw out this, this note that I, I, I jotted down because he was, he's a pastor that's impacted me, um, in my walk, um, John MacArthur. So he, he notes, God loves the world and sinners with compassion and common grace, but loves his own with perfect saving eternal love. I mean, so there's a difference with God's common grace and with how he loves his own, his own children, enough to call us children, to, co- to call us, you know, that in eternity we will be like Christ. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. And, 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 and it's a, it's like you said with universalism and that everybody's saved this idea that God, you know, God somehow is going to, you know, everybody's going to be in heaven, you know, even the God haters. It, it just, it, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. But there's, there's clearly a line. And, that's not being, you know, a bigot. That's not being, um, you know, a, a racist or a, a fatalist or anything. It's he's God. He yeah. says what goes. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing that really, um, 
aggravates at least me and i'm sure it does to you too is is the this mindset that when you start to speak biblical truth people get really upset with your your stance because you're you're making you know the argument that god is in fact um sovereign in his election and he's the one that chooses and not all people make it to that finish line yeah yeah, and I, and I think on that note too, um, and that's absolutely spot on. And we as Christians, you know, we're not to sit back and try to point out that this person's going to heaven and this person's not. This one's elect or this one's not, because then you get you you get wrapped around the axle on that, and you know that'll just kind of drag. You know, you'll go down like a rabbit hole um, and something like that. So, but but the reality of it is, God is very clear that. Um, following Christ, it's an exclusive thing. It's, yeah. it's not all inclusive. And, and you know, th- that's God has given every sinner an opportunity to hear the word. Yep. He wants to reach the world. Yep. I mean, we see that all throughout text, right? The, actually, my um, text I will be preaching on uh, June 7th is Matthew 28 and preaching on the Great Commission. And so I was talking with my wife tonight. I said, you know, how do you, you know, I, so like I really have kind of this um, split already, right? The delivering the, the law and then delivering the gospel. And so you have to think, well, where do you find law in the Great Commission? Well, if I were to just stand there and tell you to go and do something, I'm giving you a law, I'm giving you an order. It's a to-do list, something you can't, possibly fulfill in on yourself mm-hmm. but that's not really the angle i want to take with it the angle i want to take with it is that we have been given this gift of the gospel and in in the death and resurrection of christ who has released us we can go and share that with those who are still in bondage to sin because mm-hmm. from the fall all the way until today mankind has been in sin and so and the only thing that frees them is the gospel. And we have been given the freedom in Christ to share that gospel. Amen. So I'm that's, very excited about that. Yeah, no, that's 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 great. You know, and, and another thought that pops into my head, I mean, if you think about, you know, because a lot of times I try, to, I, I try not to, but, you know, you, you end up putting like the apostles on this pedestal, right? Yep. But, you know, as Christ was preparing to go to the cross— you know, look at how the, how they acted, what they exhibited, the selfishness, who would be the greatest, who's going to sit on the right, who's going to sit on the left, that whole thing. I mean, but what does Christ go on to say? He goes, he goes on to say that he's going to prepare a place for them. Yes. Yep. You know, in heaven, eternity, even in the midst of these guys battling over, you know, who's going to be on the left and right, who's going to be the greatest. Yep. So, I mean, talk about just such a deep love for his own, even in, you know, uh, even in sin, even when we're, um, you know, because we're all going to, we're all going to sin. And another one, another thing that really pops into my head is, uh, you know, the parable about the prodigal son. I mean, you know, that's, I think God's love is just infinite and it's, it's not based on anything, um, that has to do with anything you can do. You know, he, he loves his own and he takes you 
even when you fall back with arms wide open. It's, it's yep. scripture. That is indeed true. So as we uh, get to the hour, Mark, I'm going to let you uh, drop a last little topic piece or a final nugget, and we will wrap up this show, which seemed to have gone by very quickly. It did. I was worried it was going to go like, I was. I felt unprepared. I was going to yeah. drag on. I, I, I was very, very nervous um, about <laughs> talking uh, about God's love. I was talking to um, actually uh, Katie about it, and um, you know, definitely had some nerves going into this because I feel just not really prepared. Uh, um, but it went by really fast, and I didn't even hit like even half the notes I took here. So. Um, but yeah, no, I I appreciate you having me on to talk about this. We could talk a lot more about and, it endlessly, endlessly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, yeah. Um, yeah. So so Katie was great, and and I think she she was kind of expressed the same thing to me, um, being you know underprepared, but then having so much coming into it, and then not and you know, and then we didn't get too deep into things. And I, but I, you know, I told her I said you know we're, um, it's a very simple type uh episode you know it's nothing that's gonna be too deep we'll talk about some of the topics and then we'll go from there um but uh the i think the the one piece for you though since you will be joining me on the finales we're going to kind of touch base on all of the attributes on that episode so that might be a pretty long episode yeah that'll be exciting yeah so i'm very much looking forward to that so yeah uh, all right. So, any last thoughts before we close her down? No, I, I, nope. This was right, great. Then. Good. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can uh, catch me on Instagram, Reformed underscore Lifestyle. Which, by the time this airs, I may change my name. I haven't decided mm-hmm. yet. So, and then you are Speak dot Gospel dot Truth, yep. and uh, you can also find us on A Matter of Truth. That podcast airs twice a month as we just dive into questions and just random topics um, as uh, life comes about. And yeah. then, uh, what am I trying to think here? What else do, we, do I got? Uh, that's it. Nothing big going on. COVID's coming to an end, it looks like, at least as we record this. So that's, yeah. that's pretty nifty. Um, yes, I just used the word nifty on a podcast. <laughs> so... Um, that's it. So um, I did. I did want to mention this too. Um, hopefully, by the time this drops, which I think will be in four weeks, so it'll probably be the end of June. Um, I'm hoping to start getting the blog back up and running. I've been taking some 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 ideas and kind of molding them and putting them into uh, the pie to bake and see where it comes out at. So the blog might be up and running by then. Um, patron page is in full swing, and we're doing a lot of really great things there. If you want to contribute, then uh, you can hit me up on on the Instagram and DM me, or uh, the link is in my link tree on my in my bio, and you will be at the lowest tier. You get access to everything. There's one tier, so no matter how much, that. yeah. So no matter how much you give to the ministry, you get access to everything, and we do um, every other week or. Pro- I haven't really decided the real full rhythm to it, but we're doing Bible studies. We're going through the book of Mark right now. Um, So by the time this drops, we shall probably be going into chapter four uh, in Mark. 
and um, and then I do uh, you get a week early release on the on the podcast episode. So um, I've been giving everybody um, plenty of heads ups on uh, what's coming down the shoot for the podcast episode, which is really great. Um, and then I do uh, a few other things, you know, um, here and there with them and, uh, get some books and some shirts and some really cool stuff. So I'm trying to be very, uh, hands on with those guys. So, and all, and all that information is on your website, right? Yeah. All that information is on our website, which is undyinglight.org, which, uh, you actually put together, uh, which is amazing. I love the site. Um, which is oh, why I need to get the blog up and running because you put so much work into it. Now I need to make it work for us. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, um, yeah, cause you'll get your blogs there. You can get the podcast, you can get, um, yeah. your, your, your Patreon page. Um, yep. and that's where you get the access to your Bible study that you do, which yeah. I took part in and it was awesome. It was really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Everybody loved it. I got really good feedback and just as a side note, um, I did invite the church um, that I was that I'm preaching at, and they came on and got in on it. So um, it looked like they had uh, some fun with that too. So uh, it, it's a great it's a great way to try to just give back to those who have been so gracious to me in this ministry. And uh, you know, so there's all sorts of different nifty little things that we're doing. Um, with uh, these podcasts and getting you guys content to, you know, fill your days up with. So, um, I mean, that's it. We've uh, crushed the hour mark. I haven't done that since, uh, since we've uh, picked back up on, on this show. So, um, that's it for me, ladies and gentlemen, and, uh, we will see you next time. God bless. God bless you. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.